He's here, ready to take your phone calls for everything that's happening in the garden world throughout the season. For any reason, if you need a question answered, Doug Oster every Sunday hosting the show that is his, The Organic Gardener. DougOster.com, our number is 866-391-1020. And we begin by giving you an opportunity to win a $25 gift certificate at that amazing place that is Sorgles out in Wexford. That number is 412 412- 922-1020. So without further ado, doing cartwheels because the Stones are going to tour again, <laughs> and they're coming to Philadelphia. I almost called you on Thanksgiving Day, and I said, no, I'm going to let them sleep or do whatever. <clears throat> are they ever going to stop touring? <laughs> Eventually, they have to. Unbelievable. They never say the last tour, but I've been saying also, how, since 1989, this has got to be the last one. <laughs> but I'll tell you, their new music sounds good. They look good. Why I not? like that new album, and uh, I'm looking forward to trying to find those special tickets that I find real cheap. So, well, you you got an inside track. No, I know, and I'm, I'm doing the same thing everybody else would. They just don't know how to look. So, okay. so uh, when are they going to be in Philly? I'm going to Cleveland. Oh, I'm going to do Cleveland and let's see what else we can come up with on the dates. But, you know, well, how much longer can it be? <laughs> My God. It, yeah, but that's like, the, I mean, in your gardening terms, like a perennial, just when you think they're <laughs> gone, they come back, right? We have a lot to get to today. Plus, he's got a special guest waiting in the wings. So let's get right to Doug Oster, DougOster.com. Well, I have an amazing surprise guest today uh, after the first segment. And in fact, uh, it's the craziest compost story you've ever heard. But since we have a guest at 715, uh, if you need me to answer a question right off the bat, just give me a call and we'll get to you in the, the first uh, segment here. It's 866-391-1020. And uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and I can't tell you how thankful I am for so many different things this year, but especially thankful for being able to spend time in the garden. Uh, I talked a little bit about it last week, but oh, this hellebore uh, it's called Helleborus niger, and it's just starting to bloom now, and it's just filled with buds. And uh, imagine having a plant that is starting to bloom at the end of November, and will go through most of the winter, depending on the winter. Last winter when we had that minus 22, those flowers were gone. But uh, I'm just thankful to have a garden, to be able to be out in the garden, still planting, in fact, our surprise guest uh, came over uh, to get some of that good Janoski's garlic. They're still planting garlic out there. And I did have a question um, from my friend Chuck, who lives in Apollo, about growing gar- garlic in containers. And we've talked about it at length. But he thought, well, what if I put it in the garage? And I said, well, that's not a bad idea. I keep mine out in the garden. You know, most of the time when I'm planting bulbs in containers, I, I keep them in the garage. I don't want them to have all that snow and all that wet rain, and they might rot. But the garlic seems to do fine. But I told him, well, give it, an, give it a try. Experiment with putting half of it in the garage and then half of it in containers out in uh, the garden and see how it goes. Because if it goes really well by being in the garage, I might change and, and do it that way. Now, next Sunday, Come see the Gardening Santa at Han Nursery from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's absolutely free. There's rarely ever a line. You bring families, kids, pets. You do. Santa does a lot of pets, and you get a free picture with Santa. You you shoot the picture, or somebody from Han will shoot the picture for you on your camera. And we have so much fun. And Santa has a special gift for all the good gardeners who come. Santa has a wide variety of unique tomato seeds to give away from his private collection from the North Pole. So 
Next Sunday, 11 to 3, Han Nursery. Come see Santa and get some free, really cool tomato seeds. Maybe some other seeds, too. Uh, this week, I went and did some pictures at the Winter Flower Show at Phipps. And, man, it is awesome. Not only that the inside the conservatory, but that uh, winter light garden outside is a cool thing for kids because it's got, well, not just kids, but it's got all these unique, uh, different shaped orbs and stuff. It's really cool. I, I enjoyed the show uh, immensely. And we talked about it when we interviewed uh, Jordan Molino, who uh, she uh, designs those shows. Go, if you're going to go, Go in the late afternoon, you know, and then see it with daylight. And then as we get to 4.30, 5 o'clock, go through again at night. It's really nice. And then you go outside into that winter uh, light garden, and they have hot chocolate out there you can buy, and it's really cool. And then last night, I went to Dazzling Nights at, at the Pittsburgh Botanic Garden, and that is amazing. I have a video up right now at DougOster.com. For last year's Dazzling Nights, and it's different this year, but there are some things that are similar. I'm working on the video. I'll have that up in a couple days. I'll probably post a sing, uh, a, a picture today on Facebook. And I've got lots of pictures from, from Phipps on uh, Facebook, so you can take a look at what's going on there. But Dazzling Nights, and I a couple of my friends were there last night, and we talked about it. Uh, you're walking two miles through the woods, and they've got all these... Uh, music and cool lights going together and and actually the the thing that I thought was really cool they have these giant giant balls like it looks like they've got like foil around them and you can get into this little kind of pen and push them around and the kids were having a ball doing that uh yeah it's interactive it's it's in its second year and it's uh really getting popular uh, it's very cool that's out at the Pittsburgh Botanic Garden which is about five minutes from Ikea. The other thing I did this week is I planted uh, paper whites. I love paper whites. I know it is a controversial subject as people sometimes can't stand the way they smell. My wife does not like the way paper whites smell when they bloom. But to me, it smells like spring. They're little white daffodils indoors. And I always was taught that paper whites were one and done, that you uh, put them in, they bloom, and then you just toss them into the compost. But they'll do the same thing like an amaryllis if you treat them the same way. And so right now they're starting to sprout up. They're getting their roots going. These are inside in a container. They'll bloom and then they'll be done. And now you treat them like a house plant until we get to about August and then stop all watering and let them go dormant. And then six weeks later, eight weeks later, they'll start to kind of sprout again on their own and then give them some water and they'll, they'll do it again the next year. So every year, and I've got, I've got several uh, different versions of the paper whites as far as their age. I've got last year's and the year before that, that are all popping up now. And so the house is going to be <laughs> smelling like paper whites, which might not be a good thing. Now, people have been asking me for a long time when I'm doing these trips uh, to do one in the States. And so I have one coming up this summer, this August, so kids can come and teachers can come and people that have summer vacations can come. We're seeing the, all the national parks uh, out west, uh, Grand Canyon, Lake Powell, Zion, Bryce Canyon, 
We're going to go to Salt Lake City, Jackson Hole, Grand Teton, Yellowstone, Sea Old Faithful, Crazy Horse Memorial, Mount Rushmore, and much, much more. It's a 12-day trip. I've been having so much fun on these trips. Uh, the last one was Italy. Croatia is next. That's sold out. And then uh, to see these national parks. I've never seen the western part of the U.S. except for a little bit of California. And so I really want to see this. It's going to be a fun trip. All the information is at DougOster.com. And coming up next, I'm going to have a very cool surprise guest, a friend of mine, uh, to talk about the craziest compost story. And speaking of compost, you know, once the frost hits full force, I have to cut down these huge banana trees. I grow hardy bananas. And I started with one, and now I got six or eight. And so... You just use a, a pruning saw, and they're really easy to cut down. They're just they're all filled with water, but man, uh, they really stacked up into the compost pile. But they'll 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 degrade pretty quickly, and I'm already building compost on top of that. Um, you should be composting. I hope you are. All right, coming up on the other side of this commercial break, tell them what we're going to do, Doug. The craziest compost story you've ever heard uh, from our super surprise guest. All right, coming up in just a couple of moments. Hey, when the weather turns bad, turn to KDK Radio Storm Center. We'll keep you up to date with traffic delays, school closures, and important weather information every time we activate the KDK Radio Storm Center. Brought to you by Mr. Reuter. Call 412 Reuter 2 and 100.1 FM and 1020 AM KDKA. He's back, and it's time now to welcome in our very special guest to The Organic Gardener. Here's your host, Doug Oster. I met Randy McManus at a home and garden show years ago, and he told me this outrageous compost story. But before we get to that, let me tell you a little bit more about Randy. He is a steward for one of my Doug's Free Seed Shacks up in Armstrong County and uh, a great gardener. And good morning, Randy. How are you? Good morning, Doug. How are you? Before we get to your compost story, how did you get into gardening? Uh, actually, it was pretty much just by accident. Uh, I just started out with a few plants around the house. And then uh, when my children were small, I wanted to show them that the food didn't come from a grocery store, that it actually started someplace. So we would put a little garden in each year. And uh, eventually it just has uh, gotten a little bit bigger and now i have raised beds so i don't have to be down on my hands and knees and uh, that's pretty much it and you're a garlic grower obviously since you came over to get that good janoski's garlic yesterday absolutely and last year did you plant late i don't remember there was something with your garlic last year am i remembering this right well i i usually do plant late i uh i'll be planting today and uh i have uh, not last year but the year before i planted as late as january 8th that's right so let's hear about the compost story this is one of my favorite stories regarding compost oh sure thing well um you know i had an old friend his name was ron hubbard and uh he was seriously into composting and gardening and he had a composter that kind of looked like a little greenhouse, and he had all of his goodies, his kitchen scraps, uh, bales of straw, shredded newspaper, and this big old thermometer. And he took the composter's temperature every day, and he added what he thought he needed to keep keep it going, and he made black gold about every two months. I mean, he had this thing chugging. I was over at his house one Friday night, and he took its temperature, and it was about a little over 160 degrees, and I said, 
holy crow, I think we could probably uh, slow roast in that thing. And he, and he agreed. Then we sat around and just joked about it for a little bit. Then we started talking about, well, what would we cook in it? So we decided, that let's, let's try a beef roast. So it was off to the store, and uh, we found a small eye of round, and we picked that cut of meat just because that's what was available. Uh, we brought it back. We brined it overnight in a salt solution, and the next day we wrapped it up in plastic wrap and, and a lot of foil, and we buried it a third of the way into the composter because that's where he found the most heat. And um, we decided amongst ourselves we would just leave it in there for a whole day, uh, no real scientific reason behind that. That's just what we picked at the time. And the next day after exactly 24 hours, we pulled it out, and it was hot enough that you couldn't handle it with your hands for very long, so that was encouraging. Uh, we unwrapped it. We took its temperature, and it was almost 165 degrees. And it uh, was some of the softest meat that we had ever eaten. And we really enjoyed it. Ron and I were the only ones that would eat it. Uh, my <laughs> girlfriend and uh, Ron's wife, they thought we were disgusting. And uh, that was pretty much it. And uh, oh, That's awesome. There was no, uh, I mean, uh, when, when you think about it, this story goes back to September of uh, 98, and that's about the same month that Google's introduced. So there was no research. This was just mm -hmm. a couple of guys talking on the back porch and uh now you you can get online and you can Google it up, and there's all sorts of people that cook all sorts of things in their composter. But this was just a couple of old, couple of old friends on the porch doing their thing. And did you guys relate that story to each other year after year, laughing about it? Oh yeah, yeah, that was always a <laughs> uh, you know a, a holiday type thing, or, or or people that we never met before, or something like that. And, uh, you kind of get the funny eyeball from most folks when you first tell the story, but there's uh, there's there's pictures and witnesses. <laughs> yeah, I do remember. I because how many years ago did you tell me the story? Do you remember? I think I was still with the Post Gazette, right? Well, I think uh, I think it was with the Trib because okay. it was at the home. It was at the home show when I told you the story, and so that might have been what fifteen or sixteen, maybe. Okay, yeah, so probably with the trip. And then a year later, I did the story when I saw you the second year there. I remember you telling me the story the first time, and I said, who told me that story? And then we saw each other the next year. And then, yes, I had pictures, and we did the story for the trip. Now, uh, with your garden now, are you composting now? Oh, absolutely. I have uh, about several different bins going. Uh, one of them's a, a mixture of things that come out of the house here. One of them is just the... Uh, uh, horse manure, and then I have one chugging right now that is just a bunch of uh, leaves that I was able to get from, uh, you know, from uh, from the burrow that uh, I was able to mulch up, and I just have them doing their own thing. Yeah, how you were telling me that story yesterday, how, how you were mulching them. <laughs> Tell us yeah, how you, how uh, you how you get them to the right size. Well, I I live at the end of a uh, a dead end street, so back in my alley, I kind of have free reign, and I just dump them out on the street and. They were already partially mulched because they'd, they'd come from the, uh, the the burrow had cleaned them up, and uh, I just keep running them running them over with my mulching mower and, and got them down to a nice uh, fine size and uh, have them in a bin. So, what was it that made you uh, contact me to be a steward for one of the my Doug's free seed checks? 
Well, I just thought it was, uh, you know, it, it was a good-natured thing on your part that you're trying to give these free seeds away, and uh, I, I thought there was an availability up, up towards where I live. I, I live right on the edge of, uh, I'm in Westmoreland County, but I'm, I'm in Vandergrift, so I'm right at the edge of Armstrong, and I just thought it was a good opportunity to, to uh, put one in up this way. And before I let you go, what is your favorite thing to grow in the garden? Probably the garlic and onions and things that don't need a lot of attention because I garden, but once summer hits, I get uh, I get pretty delinquent about it because I'm, you know, I have an old car hobby and uh, that kind of that kind of rules the summer. But I would have to say that's it. Well, Randy, thanks so much for sharing that great compost story again. When he comes to the home show, we put him up on stage and have him tell that story. Randy, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Sure thing. Thank you. You know, the only problem with being around people who like to compost, you always have to walk on eggshells. <laughs> That's not bad. Thank you. That just came to me in a dream. Would not- you eat a roast out of a compost pile? Yes. Oh, that was a, no thinking, huh? Just, <laughs> yes. I work for food. All right. Uh, David Ballarato getting ready to bring you the news at 7.30, and then we'll be back. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? I had a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk about that a little bit after the break. Plus, we want to talk to you about gardening. All of our lines are open. Call us, 866-391-1020. All right, 10th caller right now wins a $25 gift certificate to Janoski's in Clinton at 412-922-1020. But we need you to call us now to talk about gardening with Doug, and that number is 866-391-1020. Before you talk about your Thanksgiving, yesterday was Small Business Saturday. And our sponsors are all about small mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Well, as I said, there's still time to plant. We're going to talk a lot about uh, planting here in this segment. Uh, give me a call if you have some questions because you might think it's too late, but it's not. There's lots of stuff that can be planted. All these local nurseries have everything on sale. Uh, you get some great deals there. And, you know, especially when you're talking about bulbs, I, I I love planting bulbs. In fact, uh, I found a place that had them 30% off, but I told myself, you better get everything you have planted first before you do that. So get out there and check out uh, our, our local sponsors. They have lots of good stuff still for you to plant. So how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was absolutely wonderful. had uh, you know my son and daughter-in-law and the two grandkids, and then three other friends came over. And, you know, it's a, quite a production. You know, she's cooking all week, you know, getting the sides ready. And uh, it's just there's nothing better than Thanksgiving. That, you know, it wasn't until afterwards that I kind of started thinking about, you know, being thankful. But while you're at Thanksgiving, you're just like, yeah, I'll have more stuffing. Yes, more stuffing. You know, it's ironic. How though. was yours? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was here. It was nice. I got a chance to go home and eat a little rotisserie chicken from Coons Market and hang out with some family and. It was good. But anyway, um, you know, what's really ironic, we used to eat like that every Sunday at my grandmother's. Mm. I mean, it was stuffing, mashed potatoes, pot roast, spaghetti. That was every Sunday. (laughs) But I still appreciate Thanksgiving. But the the best part about it is that it's not about buying something for someone. Yeah. That's why I love it. But the garden, a lot of your friends who do what they do, that's when they get to really reap the harvest. Stuff they've canned or planned and... They get a chance to kind of reflect on their I still garden. Have, I have one tomato left in the in That's the kitchen. It? Yeah, well, I mean, I I picked I pick them all off at the end of the season, put them in a bag with an apple, and that apple supposedly produces ethylene gas, which makes the tomatoes ripen. So I've been eating them slowly through 
this, I, I said, I just have one more like sauce tomato left sitting in that bag with the apple. And I haven't looked at it in a few days, but it was just blushing. So it'll be ready to go. And, and uh, it's not like a vine ripened tomato, but it's better than, you know, a hydroponic tomato or something like that. All right. So if you have a compost story that was kind of interesting, you want to call in and talk about that. We'd love to hear from you. Anything in the way of gardening, maybe some of the things you're going to be enjoying all winter that have come from your garden, you can call us at 866-391-1020. Here is Dan Cleveland, compost story. Go ahead there. How are you? Fantastic. How was your uh, Thanksgiving, guys? Everything was good. Wonderful. Great. So uh, one of my neighbors had rotator cuff surgery last year, and then the other neighbor, she does not like to collect her leaves at the end of the year. So I take my riding lawnmower uh, with a lawn sweep, and I pick up their leaves. Hmm. So you could say, I guess, uh, I compost more than most. Yeah. So then what, once you have the leaves, what do you do? Are you shredding them, or are you just stacking them up, or how are you composting them? Yeah, what I do is I stack them up, and um, I actually get coffee grounds from Starbucks. So they make a cold brew, and they uh, give you about a pound of grounds uh, every wow. time they make a cold brew. If um, if it's a big weekend, then they'll actually make like uh, three pounds of grounds. Uh, and then I just grab those and throw them on the pile and keep turning them and keep it wet. You know, and then uh, next year I have great soil. Are they happy to see you when you walk into Starbucks? Do they know who you are, that you're the coffee ground guy? Oh, yeah. They call me um, – uh, their name yeah they call me the ground guy so. <laughs> so when did you start composting and why uh i started about uh four years ago whenever we got our house um funny enough because i listened to you <laughs> wow that's nice to hear uh yeah, and that really got me in the gardening bug and tell me a little bit about what you use the compost for so uh, we've got an acre and a third, uh, the back half acre or so. Uh, I've got a bunch of mature apple trees. I've got some pear trees, a couple pawpaws. Um, mm. I've since put in, like, blackberries and uh, raspberries. Wow. Um, you know, so I use them all over. And have you harvested pawpaws yet, or are the trees still too young? No. You know, um, I don't know if I just... Uh, I'm doing something wrong. Uh, I get the flowers in the spring, but I think I'm going to have to hand pollinate them next mm-hmm. year. That's the problem is the pollination. Uh, and, you know, this is a little strange, but, like, there's stories about, you know, Native Americans hanging dead squirrels in the tree, something to attract flies, because the flies are what pollinate it, not bees. And so if you can, mm-hmm. that's when that flower blooms, if you take a, a sniff, it smells like, like rotting meat. And so that's what's supposed to attract the flies. And that's what's kind of hard about pawpaws is that it can be, uh, you never know if you're going to get fruit, you know. So as long as they're flowering, yeah, figure out some way to, uh, to pollinate them. And then what is your favorite thing to grow? Oh, boy, I've got greens growing great now. Um, I've got some uh, lettuce, some kale, some chard. Jeez. Uh, I've got some carrots. Uh, I'll tell you, Doug, you know, I've just watched your videos and listened to what you said, and I just keep doing what you're saying, and it just keeps growing. Well, Dan, I sure appreciate that. I mean, I know we we talk via uh, the website and through uh, emails here and there, and I, mm-hmm. I just I had no idea you had that much going on. I thought you were a brand new gardener, but you're you're after it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, I'll tell you, uh, just these last couple of years, I've really gotten in, into it, you know, with like all your videos. And then I listen to your show every week. Uh, and my aunt always calls in, too, from Butler. Well, Dan, I appreciate the call, and I'm just glad things are going so well for you. And I love the fact that you're composting all those leaves. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. So your fans are far and wide. That's pretty cool. All right. And by the way, if you don't have that Odyssey app, you need to get it, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it to your phone. So no matter where you're at around the country, you can listen to Doug and everything here at KDKA. We do have some lines available if you want to jump in here, 866-391-1020. Speaking of tomatoes, next hour we're talking pasta. Have you ever had sauce without garlic? What? They make sauce without garlic? I actually think without garlic, it just wouldn't be spaghetti sauce. Oh, definitely. I actually went, <laughs> I made some, what's called, my mother called it tur- turkey tetrazzini. So I took yeah. the stuffing, some turkey, and then we had like, you know, I got cloves and cloves of garlic, and I just cooked it down with the leftovers from what's in the turkey to try and get more of a turkey flavor in the stuffing. And then I threw in like 10 cloves just to let it slow cook and then it just kind of melts away into the stuffing so yeah you got to have garlic right absolutely you got to eat it raw every day too that's an important thing i don't know the last time you had a cold (laughs) that's true i've Um, been lucky i've I've been very very lucky and i i blame it all on garlic garlic is is the key uh the only thing is every time i walk in the studio you don't look too happy no in fact i haven't noticed that lately (laughs) <laughs> you got used to it. That, you know, it's that, like working. My dad worked in a gas station, and so he said, "I I don't smell the gas." <laughs> speaking of gas stations, I mentioned that this morning. Why in Ohio was it so Ohio, and in Pennsylvania it was boron? Any? Do you know why that was? No idea. Except I just know when every time I go back to Ohio, I get gas for about fifty cents less a gallon. They got it going on in the Buckeye <laughs> State. All right, we'll come back. We'd like to get your gardening questions in before the top of the hour. So call us eight six six three nine one ten twenty. Before we start talking pasta recipes with Frank and TC on the Coons Cooking Hour, we have one more segment with Doug. So if you have a garden question, give us a call, 866-391-1020. That gift-giving season is here, and there's plenty of our sponsors to pick up for those gardeners in the audience, Doug. Oh, yeah, definitely. And when you're looking for poinsettias, you know, find a place. The, the best poinsettias are the ones that are grown on site. Uh, and you you can tell how healthy they are. The one thing that's kind of cool about going to, to Phipps is seeing all the new types of uh, poinsettias. And there's one called Jador Pink out there that I really love. Uh, but there's a, a Prinsettia series that has like a pure white. Go out and take a look. See what's out there and make sure that you're getting a healthy plant. And I still have poinsettias from last year, you know, sitting on the windowsill. So you can keep them going. They don't need to go to the compost pile, but we are still working outside, believe it or not. Uh, This is tree planting time, shrub planting, bulb planting. You know, we've talked about it at length, garlic planting. Uh, But let's talk a little bit about shrubs Uh, because, again, you're going to get a deal on them right now. It's okay to plant them this late. Uh, As we, we talk all the time on the show, these temperatures are conducive to root growth, not top growth. And that's what we want this plant to do. And even though it's 30 degrees above ground, it's much warmer below ground. And, you know, just like you're planting a tree, you dig the hole twice as big as the root ball. And that's important. Uh, that's one of the first mistakes that people make is not planting, not digging a big enough hole. And then always, also, same with a tree, don't plant it too deep. You have to brush off the, the very uh, bottom of the plant where it meets the soil 
and find that thing called a root flare, and that root flare needs to be above ground. Once you do that, you're, you're setting yourself up for a, a lifetime uh, with, with a plant that's going to be happy, and then always right plant for the right place, whether it's you know how big it's going to get, because you know, you're buying it in a little one-gallon container, whatever it might be, read on there how big it's going to get. You know, I've told this story a hundred times, but when I worked with Brenda Waters at KDKA, she brought the plant tag in. She says, I put this little tree in a container. What do you think? And I said, the tree's going to get 30 foot tall, Brenda. And she goes like, oh, I'll just trim off the top. That's not how it works. Plants always try to reach their genetic height and width. And so when it says on that plant tag, how big it's going to get, it doesn't just stop there either. It slows down at a certain point at maturity, but it continues to grow. And I've got a couple things that um, I love to to grow that are a little bit off the beaten path. And that's what I enjoy growing the most. And the first thing is one that looks beautiful right now. It's called Heptacodium or Seven Sunflower. And it's a late bloomer, uh, blooms with these white flowers, little white flowers, in August, which fade to pink and then red. But the thing I love about this plant is, first off, it's tough as nails. Barely anybody grows it. There's one I've seen at uh, uh, the Pittsburgh Botanic Garden. But it's just a, a an amazing plant. that Right now it has this tan exfoliating bark. Uh, it's just it's a beautiful winter plant. Another one that I love is called Beautyberry. And it's a one-trick pony. It has these little edible purple berries. I mean, they are super purple. Again, they've got a whole row of them right in the front by the barn at Pittsburgh Botanic Garden. And when they're blooming, end of the season, you know, August, it's stunning. Not blooming, but when the berries come out, the the flowers are insignificant. And then the other one that I just love, which took a beating last winter, Caria with a K. It's gone out of favor. It used to be a, a really popular shrub, but it's a shade lover. It blooms in April. It has these about one and a half inch orange yellow flowers. Usually it keeps its canes. It's kind of a weeping plant. It's a monster, at least eight foot by eight foot, but it usually keeps those weeping canes all winter. After that December, you know, I'm hoping these carriers, I've got, they're all in different states of disrepair. Uh, But they will hopefully next spring do their thing, come back and bloom. And it actually sends second blooms up in the summer too. Another one that I found actually, the first time I ever saw one is a place called Dawes Arboretum, which is between here and Columbus in a city called Newark. If you're driving to Columbus, stop at Dawes Arboretum. Um, You'll see it right on the freeway. It's called Bottle Brush Buckeye, and I've got a huge one uh, in my garden. Again, I bought it this time of the year really cheap, and it was big, and stuck it in the ground, and it has these white flowers that look like a bottle brush. Um, they're, it's just a, it's a great shrub. And again, these are all, all these plants are things that we don't have to worry about, that, that need nothing from the gardener. As long as you dig that hole right, uh, don't plant it too deep, give it the room it needs, you know, that bottle brush buckeye is going to outlive me. You know, somebody's going to move into the house and say, what is this shrub? I've never seen this before. Same with the caria, same with the heptacodium, uh, the seven sunflower. They're just cool, easy to grow, um, 
different plants. You know, so many times we are, you know, planting early on and we're just like glad something lives. Then we want to grow something else. So next week, come see the Gardening Santa uh, at Han Nursery from 11 to 3. Free pictures for families, kids, pets. Uh, also giving away, Santa's giving away some very unique and rare tomato seeds from his personal collection. Uh, remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, great job, Doug. Stay with us. News at 8, David Ballarado. Then we're cooking some pasta on the Coons Cooking Hour with Frank Dentisi on KDKA. Good morning.